The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast, the Star Wars and More podcast, recorded Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is? Well, that would be me. I'm Michael Diaz. How you hey. doing, Joe? Back, baby. After a long, well, not a long trip, but a long working uh, photograph session. Yeah, you did an all-nighter, didn't you? We did. We shot from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., and uh, uh, let's say I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. <laughs> <laughs> you know who says that, Joe? Old people. Old people. And Toby Keith. <laughs> I know that because, well, I think he's old now too, isn't he? Isn't he? He's older than us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and it was a great trip, uh, but unfortunately it was, uh, couldn't record last week. But in my Geek of the Week... Uh, I'll tell you what I did for that uh, Thursday night. One I know already, three. but I know the, you did. the listeners don't. The listeners know. don't. Uh, all three of them. Right. All three of them and a half. There's a short, really short guy somewhere. <laughs> Do you listen to our podcast? <laughs> yeah, I have to. Every time I uh, <laughs> have to edit your shit out. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We got a lot to talk about today. We got a ton of DC news that we're going to pretty much focus on, um, So, but we're going to rip through some of the news that came this week, but we know there's DC news. That is our main topic for this week, and you know we're going to lean heavily on uh, Michael this week because I don't know half of the things that they announced. I don't, I've never heard of half the things that they announced, um, but we'll get into that soon. Uh, but Michael, why don't you lead us into the news? Michael did all the notes this week because he's a good man. Well, I don't know if that makes me a good man. I just <laughs> So uh, first, uh, just announced today, so by the time you listen to this, it's probably old news, but right. Star Wars Visions 2 will debut on Disney Plus on May the 4th. May the 4th. I wonder why they picked that date, but... Um, no, that's such an odd date, isn't it? I know. I'm looking forward to that because the first one was awesome. Oh, I love the first one. Well, for the most part, I mean, there were a couple that are... Yeah, yeah but but the whole concept was great, so... The concept's fantastic, and let's face it, you know, the the Jedi are always kind of been, you know, compared to, like, monks slash, you know, warrior monks or samurai anyway. Ronins, right. Exactly. I mean, even Darth Vader, his entire getup is based on a samurai helmet. Right. So, I'm 100% in. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, May the 4th, I would assume that we're going to hear some more announcements because I think prior to, I don't know if, if Celebration is during May the 4th or not, but it's in London. Um, you can check out StarWars.com for Celebration and they got, I know they just announced a bunch of people that are showing up there. One of them is Anakin Skywalker himself. Hayden Christensen is going to be there. Katie Sackhoff is going to be there. Bo-Katan and a few others, like a ton. Dude, let me just say, Katie Sackhoff is all set. Like she could never like do a role ever again. And she could probably make a comfortable living 
doing cons just because of Battlestar Galactica. For sure. Now Star Wars. For sure. She's set. Well, she'll eat. I don't know if she will. <laughs> she'll always find a way to make right. money she, for food. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what cons pay, but good for them. You know, I mean, in this weird, weird world, um, I, to me, it's just cool to see Hayden Christensen being back into the fold and after all this shit he took. And I think, you know, if you really look back now, they, they, they used to say his dialogue, he said it funny. And I've said it on this podcast before. He was actually doing Darth Vader's, uh, what was it? The pattern of talk. Cadence. Cadence. Yeah. I mean, that's what he was doing the whole time because that's how he sounds when it's amplified. So the, at the end of Kenobi, that's how you saw it. Where it When he sounds like Darth Vader, it's just turned on. But the cadence is the same, whether it's Anakin or it's Vader's voice. And that's where you really understand that he was fucking doing a great job as Anakin Skywalker. I never thought of that. I never really caught that. Good call. It's awesome. If you go back and watch it now, and you'll be, especially, you know, when when the helmet's slashed in half or whatever, the thing, and he's talking, and the, and the mic cuts in and out. And if you think about it, and you just go watch, you know, especially Re- Revenge of the Sith, it's the way Vader talks. And that's what he did. But people ripped on him for like he was talking weird. Like, that was Vader's cadence the whole time. Just not amplified. That's interesting. <laughs> So he did a great job. Anyways, um, what's next? Well, again, old news because it came out yesterday. So at least a couple days now by the time you listen to this. But Black Panther Wakanda Forever is now on Disney+. Plus. So. I look forward to watching that again. I haven't sat down and watched it again. But something at some point I will within the next week or so. I have, but we'll get to that in a sec. Oh, you have watched it again? Yeah. Is that part of your geek this week? It is. All right. Well, we'll get into that in a second then. And then the final thing, I know Michael, I think I, I, he's smiling already. He may, may have a tear in his eye. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm on record. The second season of Picard was shit. It took you the whole season to figure it out, though. That, well... I figured it I out. I figured it out at the preview at the preview part of that. I figured it out, but it took Michael the whole season. I don't mind the time travel, and I get that it saves money and blah blah blah. I'm just well, so I'm already talking around the issue. Final season three Picard trailer is out. We're getting the band back together. It looks like a. It look they could have filmed this thirty years ago, except they all look much older. But it's it's next generation episodes. That's exactly what it is. It looks good. I mean, I said it to him, like, preview looks good. It makes me want to watch it. I can't, you know, I want to see it. Um, right. It makes Data. you want to watch it more than season two did. And Data's in it somehow. It's not Data. Oh, it's just another. That's lore. Oh, okay. See, I don't know my Star Trek lore. Get it? Um, <laughs> lore is his evil twin. Oh, great. We all need an evil twin. Didn't didn't Kirk have an evil twin? And Well, there's the mirror universe. So. Okay. Got it. But Laura, Laura goes back to season two or three of Next Generation, something oh, like that. Okay. So well, this funny. is not new. It's not Data and it's not Picard. Interesting. Right. Well, <laughs> shut up. <It's laughs> just, I'm just trying to turn the screws. No, this looks good. It looks it looks like a nice send off for everybody that was part of Next Generation. Will probably be shown at some point. Um, well. There are rumors, and I know we don't usually deal in rumors here, and I'm not saying I am, but there's a rumor that this is the last season of Picard. Yeah, it is. It's not a rumor. No, 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 no. 
That part is fact, yes. Correct. The rumor is that getting the team back together, they might go into another show that includes the members of Next Generation. Oh, because their ratings are so horrible? In the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is there any chance, Michael, as a Star Trekky Trek guy, I, I don't know what happened to Kirk. I mean, I don't know what his final thing was. It would, he's, dead, could, dead. he's dead, dead. So there's no chance of like a very old, like him now, it's, he's what, 90 some years old to make a cameo? There's always a chance. There's always a chance. But like, like he, but in canon, did, did he die? Did somebody see him die or was it just told that we were, he was dead? No, he died. He supposedly died, died in Star Trek Generations. Now. Oh, in the movie? Was there a movie? I, I forgot that movie. Is that a movie? Yeah. Okay. It's the I think first I've seen it. I, mean, I can't remember now. Um, in that movie, he dies. Now, the question is, are the novels canon? Because William Shatner wrote a book called The Return, where Kirk somehow survived or came back and yada, yada, yada. But it, again. What books? We, it was books considered canon before in Star Trek world? It's tenuous. It's not like Star Wars Legends. I, yeah, I don't think it's canon. Okay. Who knows? All right. Well, um, either way, this could be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, I am. Uh, plus, I pay for Paramount Plus anyway, so you might as well throw me some shit to watch. Um, actually, I watch Paramount Plus a lot. A lot more than I ever thought is how really? much I watch Paramount. Oh, my God. I watch Mayor of Kingstown, Tulsa King, Yellowstone, 1923, like a ton of stuff. I even watch the CBS shows when they're because they're on there. Like them, you know, pick them up and watch some of those things when they come on. So, I, I like it. I I like that network, or I should say, the Taylor Sheridan network. To be honest with you, well, doesn't he have a show? He has a show somewhere else, so doesn't he? Or wait, Lords of uh, whatever. That's uh, that's on Paramount. That's right. <laughs> oh well, that's Taylor Sheridan network. All right, so why don't you talk about your geek this week, and then we'll get into mine because I think mine will spark a few uh, conversational things. Well, I have uh, decided to read more comics this year. Part of this is because I have so many digitally and real, but also I came in way too close to not meeting my reading goal last year for Goodreads. I literally read a bunch of those Star Wars digests just in the, like the last 24, 48 hours to mm -hmm. make sure I hit my 40. So I have well over 40, if not more digital comics. So I'm trying to bring my little, uh, 10 inch uh, Amazon HD 10 with me at wherever I go. And whenever I have some downtime, I read comics. So to that uh, effect, I'm reading Lone Wolf and Cub volume five, Black Wind. Um, it's just a continuation of all the. Yeah. It's, 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 it starts with one story and it keeps moving forward is what you're. Is yes, what it's one very long Got epic it. story. Got it. I can't remember how many volumes there are. I want to say at least 25. So. Uh, there might be more actually. Are there 40? Anyhow, there's a lot. I have them all and it's going to take me forever to get through them because each one's a couple hundred pages. Now it's manga. So, and it's, it was originally printed in a much smaller form. So all that to say, there's not a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of action. So they're pretty quick reads. Not like a comic book where you can read it in like 10, 15 minutes. This is, I probably get through one in about an hour or so. So again, not super long, but they're fun. They're fun reads. And I've I've read them all before, but now it's been like 20 years since I read them. So going through and reading them again. 
So, Lone Wolf and Cub. Um, I also want to write more, so I started a film journal. And to that effect, I also bought some fancy fountain pen inks because I've got way too many fountain pens. And one thing I like to do is fill them all with ink, and then I don't use them all, and they dry out, and then I have to clean them. <laughs> so now I'm limiting myself. So I, I bought five sweet different colors of ink. So I now only have five pens ever in my rotation. That's my new plan. So that way, actually, I keep rotating and using them so they don't dry out. And, uh, yeah, I started a film journal. I'm going to record every film I, uh, with the date and the film and a one-page little response to the film after every film I watch. So that's why this week I watched both Hero, the 2002 uh, Chinese film starring Jet Li, which if you've never seen it, Joe, it's... I've never seen it. It's so good. It's Well, the, the cinematography, the use of color, it all has meaning. It's basically the story of this hero, this unnamed assassin. And, uh, the, the story, the story is basically told three different times from three different perspectives and you finally get the truth. And it's like I said, the cinematography and the color amazing. Anyhow, it's one of my favorite films. I've watched it many times. So I watched it. And then, uh, yesterday, I think we mentioned already black Panther mm-hmm. Wakanda forever came out on the first Sheely hadn't seen it yet. So oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Cause she was busy. I had to go and see it by myself. Yeah, yeah. So did she like it? She did like it. And I liked it again. Uh, maybe not as much as I saw it the first time, just because I knew so much was coming, but it was more emotionally effective. Yeah. Um, well, you've seen it. We discussed it. Yeah, yeah. We discussed it. Yeah. One thing I, I did notice on the second viewing, which you should watch for, it doesn't ruin anything, but no, I mean, obviously at the end, you meet Toussaint, and that's his, not his fake name, but his real name is T'Challa, right? Mm hmm. His son, if you go back, when you see that scene, see that scene, when Queen Ramonda shows up in Haiti at that school, mm-hmm. he is the little boy that brings her to the headmaster. So she already knows who he is. So when you watch that scene, you're like, that's why he knows oh, who she is. Right, right, right. It makes more sense. Because she's already met him, right? Right. So. Wait, well, yeah. <laughs> of course we don't know him. that until the end of the movie. Correct. But I, when the little, um, the little boy comes out, I'm like, that's Toussaint. I couldn't say that because Shaylee hadn't seen it yet. I was right. like, well done. Well done. Anyhow, way too much. That was my geek this week. Nice. Um, so a couple quick things. Bad Batch, I'm on that. We will talk about that probably next uh, podcast. Um, so I did that this week, followed up. I will say quickly that um, the show better get better soon because it's not holding me right now. But Really? The last episode was, was fine, but we'll get into it. I don't want to get into it. I okay. just mean, I'm fair enough. Fair enough. I just, you know, I'm going to be real. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm going to be critical if I don't think it's good, um, but it's got to get better. Um, anyways, uh, last of us, you're not watching that. Are you not yet? I plan on it, but unfortunately it's too scary for Shaley. I got to tell you, episode three may have, may be one of the best things I've ever seen on television. I've heard so far. Now, again, I haven't seen it. Right. In this genre, in this genre, I mean, there's a whole lot of TV. Like, it's not like, you know, Cheers or some great comedy. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You know, or MASH or something, right? My brother is a huge fan of the game. And the first episode, he was like, they nailed it. Second episode, he's like, oh, my God, I didn't think they could be better than they were. And then all I'm hearing is that 
every episode seems to be better than the first, and the first yeah. one was a phenomenal. The third one was a deviation from the game. I've never played it, but you know, I did. I did a lot of follow up reading and stuff. It was just an acting tour de force. It was a story tour. It was a mini movie inside this world. Um, a touching story. Um, an uncomfortable story for some. I think that that can't handle certain things. Uh, but just well directed. Well, you know, just really great television. So I encourage you to watch the show. Uh, I think I think you'll like it, Michael. But I mean, again, it is it is another apocalyptic show. You know, people are sad. I would like to on a on a, on a, on a <laughs> people on a, are sad. What is sad? I would love to write an apocalyptic sci-fi show where everything is great, but it's so great that's like like not good. You know what I mean? Like everybody thinks everything's great. Like there's food. There's like there's not like killing, but it's all in some weird, almost like I hate to say it, almost like um, Demolition Man. Okay, I can see. Yeah, you know what I mean, where everybody thinks it's great, but it's really not. You can't. The Matrix kind of like that. Well, that's more, but it's already, but the world's blown up. I'm just talking something that that, like humans actually did this. They're living in it. They just didn't know they got there. That 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 things were gone. There wasn't such a great overlord. I don't know. We're not going to write the script here, but it just hit me the other day. Like, can't we have some fun? Apply? Why does everything have to be shitty in the future? That's a good point. Anyways. Um, and then while I was out, I had a night um, with nothing to do before I flew home. And I went to see Avatar Way of the Water. In three, oh, I'm sure we can spend a whole episode. Three dimensions. We won't spend a whole episode going on this, but no, I no. do have to give my point of view since Michael gave his point of view last week. Um, overall, it's a spectacle. Fun to watch, like fun to visually watch, right? Right. There's a lot of cool shit to look at. Agreed. Good Lord. Does this fucking film have holes? Well, I like it is like some really big fucking gaping holes of of a story of anything meaningful um this is not a good movie folks it's not a good movie at all it's a fun movie to watch but it's a terrible movie at the same time like literally terrible um you have a villain no no it's terrible you have a villain that has no real cause so you don't believe in he does all he cares about is killing somebody so that's stupid where's the where's the cool villain that like we want to take these resources like i believe in what i do is right this is just a fucking idiot who's going to tear down the world. To ki- it's basically Moby Dick, but he's going to try and find his whale, which is whatever his name is. Um, stupid. Sorry. Stupid. That's a waste of time. You've got about 48 to 50 minutes of pure visual masturbation by Cameron just to fucking people swimming around, which I'm bored with after 10 minutes. Like there, I can cut 48 minutes out of this thing and it would be a better movie. He's got three kids each one with a different fucking accent. Why? <laughs> Stupid as fuck. Everyone has a different accent. Um, plot holes. Every it's just you. You want to make me care, Michael? Okay, spoilers, everyone. Who did not know watching this film that the older brother would die? Well, I didn't know. I wouldn't know, but it, it is kind of. Yeah, it's, it's right there. You want to make me feel something? You want to make Sully feel guilty? Kill the fucking middle kid. 
that would have been that would have been a better surprise. But and not only that, it would have actually fueled his little little whale friend to actually even go more berserk and take over. Like if his that kid died first, and then the whale took out that whole ship, would have been way stronger. I don't disagree. And then you would have Sully feeling all like this, and then the older son's got to really step up now for the next film. Like you would really, you would have tore that audience apart if that kid, if that kid died. Oh yeah, because then, I mean, then you have the whole uh, what the, the conflict of the older brother thinking I have failed my whole job as the older brother is to protect yes. the younger brother. I don't disagree that uh, Cameron is not the best. Uh, writer when it comes to interpersonal relationships in a movie. I, I 100% agree. It's, I, the, it's the Lucas effect. That's fine, but what I understand is there's no reason in what God, this God's great earth that this movie should be making the money it's making, because it's really not that good. And there's no way I will sit and watch this on television ever. Ever. Not even an accident. I would never watch it on TV. It would be the most boring shit you've ever seen on flat television. If it wasn't for the giant spectacle and the beauty of the way it's shot, the beauty of the way it's crafted, and it's fucking beautiful as hell. I mean, no doubt about it. But that's the thing. It made enough money where they don't give a shit if it makes any money on streaming or home video anymore. If that's that's the goal is just to make money, good for him. They did it. And to me, what he says is he wants to make a good story. What I hear him talk about is I want a good story, but your story's not good, dude. It's not. Well. The third one's coming, and he's probably going to make a boatload of money again. Great. That's not what we're talking about here. I said, is it a good story? It's not. It's just not. I I I thought it was a decent story. Ugh. Horrible movie. Horrible movie. If you don't see it in the theater, folks, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. You're going to watch it on fucking your laptop, on your phone? Ooh. No, no. No. I I 100% agree that it is... The reason you go see it in the theater is because it's a visual spectacle. I 100% agree. I have, I've saw the first one in the theater in IMAX 3D. I saw this one in IMAX 3D. I have watched the first one over again on TV. It's, it's fine, but no, it doesn't do it justice. And I will see the third one in IMAX 3D. I don't know if I will. Because what, what am I going to see differently visually? Nothing. No, it, the story is not why you go to this. <laughs> well, it should be. <laughs> With all the money he's spent to make it, like fucking write a better script. And the next script could be better. I don't know. So, you know, I, I won't say 100% I won't see it. If someone goes, he's, oh my God, the script's great and it's a good story and this and that. But well, I don't think suddenly. Uh, and like Sigourney's Weaver's character? What the fuck? What a mess that is. It's setting up for some more, you can tell. Yeah, it's just. And then you've got the ripoff of the Hawaiian culture. Well, it was more uh, Polynesian because they did a haka, you noticed. Yeah, true. And to me, it's just like, you know what would make it interesting to me? How about you have some beings on that planet that aren't good? Why does it always have to be the off-world people? I can't believe that intertribal, well, obviously there's intertribal problems because those kids were fighting each other and all that. I don't know. Well, supposedly the third movie, we're going to see some less than noble uh navi That's that would make it better that would at least bring it down anyways terrible movie great spectacle um <laughs> got it off my chest but uh it's a shame it's a shame that uh, m- m- money spent on that film and you couldn't 
and an idiot like me can can pull things out and make a much stronger emotional script out of what he had because the pieces are there maybe maybe one more pass james before you start playing with video game shit yeah he's well into post-production on the next movie i don't see major script changes happening anytime yeah um hey you know what we have a patreon if people want to help us out at the beginning of the new year a buck a month that would do us an awesome awesome gift would be great a dollar a month is our beginning uh tier uh michael's getting us set up for a discord that for our patreon members and we're going to talk about that and we'll probably get that set up in the next couple weeks or so uh so check out patreon.com slash kybercast and uh you know see if it's worth it to you we'll try to make it worth it to you all right michael we had a huge james gun announcement YouTube, whatever, all the all the things he threw it out there. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter, I saw it on Instagram, and then I watched it on YouTube. I've watched it so many times. So since you are the comic guru, you are the uh what's his name? Uh he just put on a book that I just bought too, uh producer. <laughs> Isn't uh, getting old fun. It is fun. Because I'm reading it. Um <laughs> God damn. I know it in my head. The producer for Beastie Boys and all that. Rick Rubin. Thank you very much. Rick, you are the Rick Rubin of our our comic book stuff. Um, I don't think I'm into Zen Buddhism quite that much. But, but you're into comic books. I am into comic books. So why don't you lead us in this DC world of crazy uh, announcements? And, and then I will comment as, as, we, as we go. Well, first thing we got to remember. So if you haven't seen it already, go to the DC... Uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube page, or do the same for James Gunn. That's where he posted this on Tuesday. It's about five or so minutes. Is it five minutes? That's pretty long. That's pretty good, yeah. Where basically he, basically since October, people are wondering what is going on. Because they may, you know, Henry Cavill was coming back in October, and then, no, he's not. So, not even October. The point is, Big changes are coming, and people have been waiting to hear what are those changes. We knew already that they weren't going to bring Cavill back to be Superman, so we knew we were going to get another Superman. So the whole point of this announcement was to give us, like, what, about 10 things that are in the hopper. And the way he described this is that this is Chapter 1 of what they call the DCU Gods and Monsters. And he was very Mm -hmm. clear that this is not everything in this first chapter. This is just what they can talk about now. Right. So before we can get into that, you want to make it clear that certain things are going to be the DCU proper, but some things they're going to clearly identify as Elseworlds, which is something that's been around in DC, the comics for about 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Elseworlds is just where they, they, you see the Elseworlds world stamp and you know, it's a different reality, different time. Like I think, Technically, the very first DC Elseworlds was Gotham by Gaslight, which featured oh, Batman wow. versus Jack the Ripper. So instead of, you know, living in Gotham, Batman lived right. in the time in London, blah, blah, blah. Um, when that first came out, it was just a fun story, an alternate universe. But then they said, let's do more like this. And then they went back and retroactively called that Elseworlds. So. That's been around already in comics for 30 years. They're now going to apply that to the films. And he was clear that the Matt Reeves 
you know, Robert Patrick. Is it Robert Patrick? Robert Pattinson, sorry. Robert, Robert Patrick, Patrick was... Uh... <laughs> Robert Patrick's the lead singer of Filter. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, oh, Butch Patrick. No, no, like, you know, no, no, Pat- Robert, no, I'm sorry. Robert Patrick. He's Terminator 2. Is the Terminator 2. His brother is Richard yeah, Patrick. Right. The lead singer. Anyhow. Hey, you know who Butch Patrick is? I do not. He's uh, little Eddie, the monsters, monsters show. Yes, yes, <laughs> Butch Patrick. Anyway, James Gunn is very. I can clear. remember that shit, but not Rick Rubin when I needed to. <laughs> right, you can remember that from your youth, but you right. can't remember the book you read started reading last week. I just bought it yesterday. I haven't even started reading it. <laughs> Once again, kids, don't get old. <laughs> this oh, is what happened. So, back on topic. Yeah, he was very clear. James Gunn was very clear. That the Matt Reeves Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, which made all the money, is Elseworlds. It is not the main right. DCU. Right. Neither is the Todd Phillips Joker or the the sequel that's already being put right. in production. It makes complete sense. Even the cartoon, the long-running, very popular Teen Titans Go cartoon, which that, I was like, okay, I guess you Did he need to explain that? <laughs> right. But then you think about it. Marvel used to do all these cartoons and stuff, too. But once they folded everything, they folded Marvel TV mm-hmm. and put everything to Marvel Studios. It makes sense because once again, James Gunn, who has worked within the MCU, is following pretty much their template. Trying to because, create one anyways. Right, because everything. And he was even clear to say it's going to be movies, animation. Well, he was clear TV. about what's coming up. But the second part that we get into was not clear to me at all. But go ahead. Well, he said... One thing to note, that everything is under the DC films is going to be TV, animation, film, and video games. So they're going to have yep. tie-in video games as yep. well that are quote-unquote canon. Like Star so, Wars does. Exactly. So, again, looking over to the mouse house as the template. The next thing they talked about was what's already slated. There are four films that are already in the hopper that are going to remain part of the DCU. Now, see, I didn't hear going to remain. I just heard they're coming out. I didn't hear they're remaining, that, that it's part of, the, part of the DCU. I just heard him saying these are happening. Well. I didn't hear him say he's connecting it to the DCU. He didn't he say they were Elseworlds. Well, that's what I mean. Is it Elseworlds or is it? It is not. He only mentioned Batman, Todd Phillips, Joker. And but the way, he, the way he mentions Sazam is like, well, he's always been in his own world. Yeah. He, which was, always- it was weird. Well, he's out there enough, and he's already gone on about how much he likes his film. Even prior to this, he likes Shazam. And Shazam, and this might benefit from the fact that The Rock, because originally there was a plan for The Rock to cameo as Black Adam in the first Shazam film. But The Rock said no, because he wanted to do Black Adam all on his own, right? Yeah, well done. Well, because he did that, Shazam was kind of on the periphery. It didn't touch really with Superman. I mean, yes, we know he Superman shows up in Shazam, right? Well, well you see it like his feet or something. Where I was the the un DCU Superman, yeah, right. So it, it's already already been out there. So it sounds like that Reyes Shazam is on the periphery, on part of the DCU, but it really doesn't matter because. The Flash, which is still coming out, he says, quote unquote, resets the entire DC universe. Right. But my confusion is this. The Flash comes out first and then Aquaman. No, Shazam comes out 
Well, yeah, Shazam. But then I met I met that uh, the Flash comes out before Aquaman too, which tells me Momoa is still Aquaman. Well, we'll get into that in a sec. But yes. Right. Um, now this is something that you and I have talked about at length. We know that the Flash is based off the comic book Flashpoint. Yep. Where Barry Allen went back in time to try and save his mother from dying, and it yep. fucked up the whole time. Yeah, the new Fifty Two came out of that, I think. Well, they've done it a couple times. No, that was before then. That was before. Oh, okay. Wasn't it? I thought that's how the new 52 was booted. But I could be wrong. I think, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, Anyway, all that to say, we've been talking about this for a while. This was DC's excellent opportunity to reboot, sue a soft reboot of the universe. Yeah, smart. Keep what they wanted, cut what they don't. Sounds like they're cutting most of it. Um. And then after that comes out Blue Beetle, which originally was slated to be an HBO Max release, but is now actually going to be a... Theatrical? Yes. Which, aside, not part of his announcement, he has done interviews since, and they people asked about the Batgirl uh, movie. Never coming out, right? It's it's dead than deader than dead. He said it was filmed for TV. It looked like it was filmed for TV. He basically said it was awful. And it's never going to see the light of day. <laughs> it makes me want to see it. Even everybody. Now. Oh yeah. They're they're playing that shit up. They're, they're going to bootleg that and actually make money on it. They're going to fake bootleg, bootleg that thing. It's going to be star Wars Christmas special. Right. I would love that. The thing is with everything digital nowadays, like at least with the star Wars special, somebody who gets fired from DC is going to have that fucking thing and it'll be out there at some point. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Leave. Yeah, me too. No matter if it's shitty. If I'm not paying for it, it's bootleg somewhere. Yeah, I'll watch it. I know. But I'm saying is at least with the Star Wars uh, bootleg, it was actually on film at some point. So someone could copy it and send right. it out. Same with the, uh, what the, was it the Corman? Uh, was it the Corman? The Corman fantastic film movie that never saw the later day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Budget. Yeah, yeah. That's out there. But I was the just thing. sent a uh, side thing, but another bad thing. I was just sent that there was a... Um, uh, what's his name that was in Knight Rider? Hasselhoff played. It was a episode. It was a Marvel show of um, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah, I, know. I didn't know that. Yeah, I never saw that. I never even heard of that. More than once, I've never even seen it either. God, how bad is that? Yeah. Anyways, anyway. another bad thing that's out there. But that's on YouTube. You can find that. <laughs> yes, it's horrible. Anyway, uh, Blue Beetle comes out, and then after that, Aquaman 2, which, like you said, Joe, it sounds like Momoa is still Aquaman, but we'll get into that in a minute, too. But he just says that Aquaman 2 leads into the next few projects. I don't know if they've tweaked anything or changed anything with the story or filmed some kind of, you know, you know, post or mid credit scene to kind mm-hmm. of tweak things. We don't know that. It hasn't come out yet, but. They're still coming out. As far as we know, they're at least somehow connected. Now, I suppose you could come out with Aquaman afterwards, and then as like an opening credit, you can say like six years before Flashpoint, and then right. Then it's, right. I mean, you could do that. Well, seeing as we're talking about Momoa, there's been a lot of buzz that Momoa loves Lobo and love to play Lobo. And Sheriff Lobo. Af, what's that? Sheriff Lobo. No, no, not Sheriff. God, oh. no. <laughs> no. Um, since his announcement, Gunn has basically said 
Jason Momoa will not play two characters in the DCU. But what does that mean? Does that mean that he won't have played Aquaman and then go on to play Lobo? Does it mean that he will no longer play Aquaman and then play Lobo? Like, what does that mean? Or does he stay Aquaman? Could be one exactly. of the three things, right? Exactly. So, not sure what that means. And, and you know what? If you're going to reboot this thing, I, like I said, re-fucking boot it. Like, I don't want any of the same people. Well, seeing as you brought it up, they haven't... Now, obviously, they canceled the... Wonder Woman 3. Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman. And he made a, an interview since I've seen him say Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. I don't even really see how they're connected. Blah, blah, blah. I admit 1984 was not the best. It's not. It's terrible. But... I wouldn't go so far as to call it terrible, but they didn't outright say that they're done with Gal Gadot. Well, you know what? Fuck them then. Like, I'm fine with her, but like, why? Why Cavill? Why is Cavill? They've definitely said, "Well, he's not in." Like, well, if you're, if you're gonna cut it, just cut it. Start over, man. We'll get to that in a second because, well, let's let's talk. So he said, "Here's what we here's what we're doing. It's an eight to ten year plan. Right. That's fantastic." Now remember, people. Marvel didn't have a plan when Iron Man came out, but it did well. They had a couple ideas. They threw on that Nick Fury thing about the Avengers. But really, then the Hulk came out, and it was they threw another scene in with Iron Man about the Avengers. It really didn't find its way until about three, four movies in, where they started to solidify. Right. So let's as much as everyone loves Marvel and how successful they've been, their plan was not as solidified as people want to remember it was, right? No, I don't think this one is either. I mean, I, I I keep thinking of Star Wars announcements. You know, he said all these things, but I who knows? I would bet at least ten to twelve percent won't come to fruition. Right. We'll see. Well, it sounds like what he's announced. So he's announced. Uh, should we do these in, just in the order he announced them? Well, I mean, right? I mean, what do you think of the Cavill? Like, why would you want to bring like Galado's great? I'm not picking on her, but if you bring one back, then they should all have a chance to come back. Then just, but then you then you kind of jacked it or. Have an Elseworlds Justice League. That That's fine. Well, Cavill, okay, here's what I think it is. And I think there's some evidence that they might actually reboot Wonder Woman as two. Because the big, the big three in um, the DCU are Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Correct. They're the Trinity. Right. One of the things he announced, which we had already heard about, is that he was he was writing a Superman movie. So they've announced the true beginning of the DCU mm-hmm. is going to be Superman Legacy, which comes out July 11th of 2025. They're giving us a new Superman. No one knows who he is. I'm assuming they will cast him soonish, just because the movie's already got a release date, right? Now, he also said it's not a origin Correct. And I don't know what legends means. Legacy. Uh, or legacy means. Well, I want to point out something. He has gone to the comics for a lot of this inspiration, which is smart. MCU did the same thing. They picked and chose the titles and the comics and the stories they're going to pull yep. from. Yeah. He's doing the same thing. There's a lot of fantastic stories. And you know, I would really, I really think we should read into it a bit. We don't know how much. The artwork 
that they showed when they made these announcements. And okay. So you'll know Superman, more than me on that, yes. Yes. For Superman Legacy, they showed one of the alternate covers of All-Star Superman, which was a 12-issue. Do you know what? Okay. DC did a line a while ago called All-Star, and then they'd, they'd give a name. So they did 12 issues, All-Star Superman, written by Grant Morrison, drawn by Frank Quitely. It's fantastic. It's probably one of the best Superman comics I've ever read, all 12 issues. It's the Superman story that you wish you were getting. Okay. That sounds good. They tell, and what's great is they don't go back and retell his origin. They retell his entire origin in like three, four panels. And like very succinct. Yeah. A couple of lines. It is fantastic. Joe, if you haven't read it, I highly suggest you do. Um, If that's what he's using as a basis... I'm all in because it's like science adventures. And they talk about the fact that Superman is not only, you know, you know, a symbol of hope and he's super strong and all that, but they also kind of get into how fucking smart Superman is. And that's pretty cool. Because he doesn't, you got to remember, he doesn't always, he do, he, yes, he's super strong, blah, blah, blah. But he goes against Lex Luthor, who is super smart. And he sometimes, most times, outwits Lex Luthor. Right. People don't always remember that. It's not just the fact that he can fly around the world and. Well, the nice thing of like the imagine the original seventy seven Superman, where he's all the knowledge. It's all about knowledge in that. Like he's yes. flying through, and he tells him, gives him all the knowledge, of not just Earth, but of you know everything that Krypton people knew, and you know all these things. Exactly. So, the point I'm trying to make is, they're rebooting Superman. Okay, he wants to do his version of it. They're rebooting Batman. They've announced The Brave and the Bold, which is Batman and Damian Wayne. Again, based on comics written by Grant Morrison. And again, a fair amount of the art was done. Uh, there's some art done by Frank Quitely, but a lot of it was done by, I think, Andy or was it Andy or Adam Kubert, one of the Kuberts. So, okay, but, but let me, before we get into the Batman thing, I want to talk Superman for a second. Okay. Is he going to be young? He's not going to be old, but he's... Uh, so if, um, if they're taking it from all Cavill, Star Superman, Cavill age or younger, I'd say uh, I to he's got to get through your, ten years from now, right? So yeah, to play into your to play little devil's advocate, I don't see why Cavill couldn't have done All Star Superman if that's the story they're basing it on. But I have to guess that they're probably going to go someone closer to the three zero, so that way, if the next ten years they only get some, I, I would think so. It's a smart thing to do. Right. Which is makes sense to me. I, I, this is why I don't mind the reboot, but don't tell me Gal Gadot. Anyway, keep going. We, so, let me get into Batman. Well, they're rebooting, Superman, they're rebooting Batman. They're going to do The Brave and the Bold, right. which is what? Batman and Damian Wayne. Do you right. know who Damian Wayne is? I do. I know the story. Um, okay, good. I mean, he's his son that he finds out eight years later or something. Um, yes. So my son question. Son Talia Al Ghul, which yeah. is important. Yep, I saw uh, there's an animated episode thing that I saw about that had all of this in there. You know, it has a lot to do with um, uh, what's the what's the water, the Lazarus Pit, and things like yes. that. Is it? Yes. So my question is, you've got Superman rebooted, who yeah. might be thirty years old. This Batman, I would assume, already went through Robin, who's now Nightwing, and now he has Damien, so he might be close to forty eight, fifty. Well, hold on. Hold on what? He met Talia pretty young. He could be in his, he could be 30, early 30s and have Damien. Because remember, they're rebooting. 
They don't Yeah, but, but doesn't Nightwing exist during this? Damien, when Damien was around? In the comics. That's yes. what I'm saying. In in the comics. In the comics. So yes. They better the not comics. negate. I guess what I'm saying is they better not negate Dick Grayson and Nightwing or whatever. Like 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 as if that never existed in terms of Robin. That would kind of piss me off. And that's fair. But I don't know. Cause then if you tell me that it could be that in my head in my head canon of DC, Nightwing is when when Damien's around. Um, which puts Batman at like, I'm going to assume mid forties, maybe, maybe close to 50. Well, yeah. Cause at this point, you know, he's, he, I think Damien's like the fifth or sixth Robin. Right. Right. But, and then, then you could have, uh, what's his name? Play Batman again. Who? From the Snyderverse. Uh, Affleck. Affleck? Yeah. I don't see that happening. No, he, it shouldn't happen is what I'm telling you. But like, if the new if it's set up in a weird way from the flashpoint here's here's what i think okay and again i have no inside information if we know that damien is around eight ten years old batman started probably in his early 20s could have had a career at least for a few years with the dick grayson robin and then he moves on to be Nightwing. And then he finds out he has Damien. And he brings him in as Robin. That puts him right around 30. And Damien's an assassin, though. Well, he was, well, his, his mother's Talia al Ghul from the right. League of Assassins. Yes. Right. That's how he starts out, yes. Right. So it is interesting in that point. I dig that. I just worry about, like, I'm trying to find, like, if you're rebooting for the next 10 years, I would assume you'd want your big three around 30 years old. That's my thing. So if they're going to reboot Superman and make him about around 30, Batman around 30, Gal Gadot, love her, but she's about 40 now. She's pretty damn close if she isn't already. So again, it's not necessarily ageism. We're just no, but you got to think of the future. I mean, it's fine. Like Exactly. It, if they're going to do it the next eight, 10 years, you're probably going to reboot Wonder Woman as well. And sorry, it's not ageism. It's like this is the cast age we want this it's making it's not picking anybody out but like what i'm saying is don't pull someone in from the snyderverse and then pull like i don't want to mix mash which means uh, jace momoa cannot be aquaman either probably not the the caveat is i don't know how atlanteans age you could throw that fucking you could you know, throw that in there, but Yoda thing in there or whatever. We're I, I kind of see what you're saying, and well, I do see what you're saying. And if you're going to reboot it, just reboot, reboot, reboot it. All. You know, because I got the Themyscira show coming too, like the Game of Thrones, like prequel to Wonder Woman. Yeah, which so I would assume that would lead into the origin of whoever the new Wonder Woman's going to be. That would be an easy way to do that. Yes. Now remember, Gunn said that. The Flash movie? He said it was one of the best superhero movies he's ever What's seen. What's he going to say? What's he going to say, Michael? I understand that. It's I coming out. That. They got so much shit around that movie. He was going to say, well, you know, this is a really shitty movie. Wait till, I, wait till my stuff kicks in. They're not going to do that. Right. But they haven't totally negated Ezra Miller staying in the DCU. No, they, they need to. Said, they're not fucking going to hire that guy again. If you're telling me that they're going to bring Ezra back but not Cavill, I won't see a fucking DC movie. I'm just saying they haven't totally dismissed the fact that Ezra Miller... 
is because they don't want any bad press. They didn't even bring it up. They didn't even they brought it up as the director. No, but afterward they did talk. They've done interviews since. They basically said that Ezra is on is committed to recovery and yeah, blah 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 blah. They're doing very well. Blah blah blah. So who knows? If they, I'm telling, I'm, but I'm telling everybody here on the show, if they bring Ezra Miller back and not Henry Cavill, I won't spend a fucking dime on DC. I personally don't see him bringing Ezra back either. No, that's just shitty business. Why would you do that? Who knows? So some other things they announced. Uh, they announced an animated series called Creature Commando, Command Creature Commandos, written by Gunn. Well, wait, 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 uh, wait. Before we go into yeah. So do you think by the end of this uh is it is chapter one ten years long? No. Okay. All he talked about was part of chapter one. Part of chapter he one. He also said they have an eight to ten year plan. Okay. Basically, so my question to you is when Unlike you, Marvel, their eight to ten year plan sounds like it's going to be two chapters from what he said. Okay. So my question to you is when will the big three be booted up? By so, like we got Superman's like twenty twenty five, yeah. So by twenty twenty eight. Well, here's how it's okay. So here's where it gets interesting. So I'm gonna be like fifty eight fucking years old. When this comes. Uh, by the time you retire, Joe. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting part. The next day, if not the same day, maybe it's the next day. They announced that 2025, we're getting another Batman. We're getting Batman 2, whatever it happens to be called. Yeah, yeah, the, the Matt Reeves Batman. Yes, the Matt Reeves. So if we know Superman's coming out in 2025 and Batman 2's coming out in 2025, when the fuck are they going to release Brave and the Bold? I mean, they're not going to put two Batman movies out in the same year, are they? No. Why not? You don't think people would be confused? Remember how confused people were? When um, The Rogue Force Awakens came out and then Rogue One came out the next year. Yeah. Where's Ray, you fucking morons? Um, I get it. We're geeks. We get that. I could handle two Batman films in a year. The public can't. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. By the time it's wrapped up with all three of them in the, in the fold, it's going to be 28, 29. We may be 60 years old. I might be 60 years old by the time they're done. I will not be 60 years old. You'll be 58, 59. Don't fucking like. Well, no, no, no. Well, in ten years, yeah. That's what I mean. Ten years. In ten years, yes, I will be. I will be fifty nine. Right. <sighs> I won't be sixty. <laughs> Anyways, so, yes, that, that was my be point. A while. It's so, gonna be a while. Who knows if they'll do another Justice League? Now we'll get to something similar to that in a minute. I'm, right. I know I'm kind of going all over the place. No, that's okay. We're going on, and I'm stopping you because I just want to get some questions, and that's just how we're going to do it. Because we, we totally. Well, go, this Creature Commandos, I've never heard of them. So maybe give a little taste of who they are. It's very similar to Suicide Squad. Oh, only need, with... I don't know if we need any more of that. Well, it's this is going to be animated. So it's, it's written by James Gunn. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a bit adult. I'm sure it's going to be gratuitously... Oh, if it's gratuitous. like, uh, I haven't watched it, but I guess the Harley Quinn one's like really fucking adult. Very adult. Yeah. They didn't mention anything about that, but I know it's done very well. Yeah. Who knows if they'll continue that. Right. But if I don't know if you noticed, but the uh, what is it? The weasel is in the art for Creature Commandos, which we last saw in the Suicide Squad. That's right. So, okay, who who we sees? Who know, but the thing that's interesting there is that he was very clear 
that some of the things might move from animation to maybe a TV show. Yep, to same actors film, doing the voice would be doing the... Which is what Marvel has done as well. I mean, not everyone. They didn't get, you know, Chris Evans to do Captain America in their What If series, but they did get Chadwick Boseman and just about everyone else, Josh Brolin and, yeah. and so on and well, so sure. forth. We can just pay those guys and just see what what is it to fake voice them with computers. and. Well, we're not there yet. Oh, yeah, we are. I just saw some demos on a tech podcast this week of the podcast host that yeah. typed it in. We are there yet, but you, you're still going to have to pay their estates and whatnot. Even oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying they wouldn't get paid. I'm just saying, like, okay. you guys don't even have to show up, but here's your payment. And here's we'll your just, paycheck. We, here's your paycheck, and we'll just type it in and, you know, AI it. to. Well, that's voice. what they did with some of the dialogue in uh, Roadrunner. The they're going to do a shit ton of that for overdubs of every movie, I would assume. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, okay, so, so keep going. We got that there's going to be a live action series called Waller, which stars Viola Davis again as um, Amanda Waller. That's great. So we know she's going to be the DCU going forward, which makes sense. Does it though? Reboot. Like why her? Because Dun- uh, Gunn Lung likes her. He That's included fine, her. But- He's not going to get rid of his own work. So the Suicide Squad is going to be part of the DCU. Waller was in that. Waller's in Peacemaker. Her daughter's in Peacemaker. Waller's going to be in Creature Commandos. They're building the DCU off the Peacemaker universe, the Waller universe. Well, not building it, but he's not going to get rid of his own stuff. He's in charge. <laughs> Fair. No. Well, I like Peacemaker, so it's fine. I mean, I'm good with it. But love, oh, yeah. But I that's on hold. I know that's you didn't. I know you didn't like the Suicide Squad, but I agree. Peacemaker was fucking awesome. It was fun. Now, next, Lanterns. They've been talking about a Green Lantern Corps show forever. Right. And it's been in development till hell. Is it coming or not? Yes, it's coming, but it's slightly different. It's called just Lanterns. What? A, a side note, what does DC have with their TV shows and not using the word green? I don't know. Arrow, Lanterns. Arrow, lanterns. Anyway, apparently it's going to be, the way he described it, it's going to be kind of like True Detective. But right. with space cops, yeah. Hal Jordan and John. But didn't they come around? At, weren't they at different eras? Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Or is that like I don't? Yeah. Well, so for okay, at one didn't point, he pass, didn't Hal Jordan pass the the ring to? Yes, Hal Jordan quit at one point in time, and that's when John Stewart got the ring. According to Calvary, you were from the John Stewart show. That for those that don't know, yes, completely different John Stewart. Um. Wait, what was that? But that what was the guy's name on Arrow though? That was good. We thought might be green. Was it John? Diggle. No, it was Diggle. But it's John. John Diggle, yes. Yes. Yes, but it's a different universe, so apparently universe, he was yeah. going to be. Anyway, they said it's going to be very terrestrial based, but we will see other lanterns. Now, the key thing here to notice is in the artwork for this show, they used Green Lantern Earth One artwork. So for those of you that don't know, uh, several years ago, DC did a line. They wanted to experiment with doing direct, what they call OGNs, original graphic novels. Instead of doing monthly comics and then collecting them in a trade paperback, and then if they did a bunch more, collecting and do like a bigger collection, they went to first-run graphic novels. And they brought in high-end creators, both artists and writers, mm-hmm. and said, Write your Superman story or write your Batman story. 
there's Wonder Woman, and then there's also Green Lantern. They cover many of the high-profile characters, but they're not part of the main DCU. You didn't have to be con- confined or constricted by continuity. So they called all these characters as part of Earth-1. So the only reason I bring that up is that the Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, and John Stewart you see in uh, the Green Lantern from Earth-1, if they're basing the stories off that, are much more like science fiction, whereas comic booky, if that makes more sense. It's, it's, it was from a team that had previously written their own uh, comic book for Image Comics, which um, the name of it escapes me at the minute, but it was a very hard sci-fi comic book, and they brought them on to kind of... It's not Rick Rubin, is it? It's not Rick Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the team that did this other sci-fi comic, they said, we like what you did there. We want you to kind of reimagine Green Lantern and Earth One and much more sci-fi. So that's what they did. And that's the artwork they showed when they made this announcement. So not sure where they're going to go with that. But if I got to see Kilowog again, I'll be happy because he's my favorite Lantern. So the way he said this, though, it's like this is going to kind of hint at the underlying problem throughout the DC universe. That this show is going to kind of lead into what the let's say the Thanos problem of what the whole first wave thing is going to be. That's Which how I heard it. Dark side. Could be. Got a glimpse of this cut. Yeah. Or maybe it's something different. So I'm thinking lanterns is, is lanterns coming out before Superman or did he definitely say Superman is the first thing we're going to see? He says that's the true beginning of the DCU, but that's the only date they mentioned. So that's still over two and a half years away. Well, almost two and a half years away. Uh, I have to believe Creature Commandos is coming out before then, and Waller is going to come out before then. But again, we don't know because they mentioned no other dates other than the Batman 2, which is Elseworlds World, that's also coming out. So we so, know that, but we, we also know that the Joker Elseworlds movie is coming out. So they're going to make some money in between. Yes. Now, I'm not going to talk about the next thing because I'm saving that for last. So... Skipping ahead to Paradise Lost, we've already referenced this. This is a live-action show. Basically, it's the Themyscira version of Game of Thrones, the way he described it. Yeah, I'm totally interested in that. Totally. This might be more of the gods side of the uh, story. And that's fine. And if they do it with the grit and realism, that well, realism as much as there can be with dragons and shit like that. But if they can do it as well as they've done... Like I said, I had not watched the original Game of Thrones, but I'm loving House of the Dragon. If they can have that same kind of gravitas, I'm in. It could be great. Could be great, but we'll see. They also mentioned uh, a Booster Gold TV series. Do you know who Booster Gold is? No, and I'm not interested in this. I mean, I'll probably watch it if it comes out, but I have no interest in it so far. I am because he's one of my favorite comic book characters from the 80s. Yeah. The whole gist of that is sometime, I don't remember exactly the timeline, but it's way in the future. He's a football player. He does fairly, he does a fairly well, but he, I think he, I don't remember if he bets on his own games or what, but something happens where he needs to pay for something for a family member. He bets on his own games. He gets found out. So he ends up breaking into a museum and stealing a, um, 
Legion of Hero, Superheroes flight ring and activating a time machine and going back to the 20th century. Now, they, they'll probably do the show he's going back to the 21st century, but because of all his knowledge from the future, he puts money into stocks and all the stuff he stole. He It's basically super future technology. He uses it to become a superhero called Booster Gold. Now, I love him because he became part of the Justice League in the 80s. Him and uh, Blue Beetle became friends, and they were hilarious as they were written by that creative team. So that part gets me excited. Since then, they've kind of made him this, um, he's still, you know, from the future, but also kind of jumping through time. So this might be a way for them to go from reality to reality. To look at the DC multiverse. Okay. Well, I mean, it could be good. I have no interest because I don't know anything about it. But, you know, I didn't know that much about Guardians of the Galaxy either. And that turned out to be great. So I won't poo-poo it because I don't know anything about it. But I can tell right. you that it doesn't strike me as something interesting right now. And that's totally fair. It, it is. I admit, Booster Gold is kind of a niche character. So it's a hard sell. But we'll see what they do. Like, I don't see that being a theatrical release. It seems like an HBO No, series. it's a TV series. Okay. I didn't hear him say that. I don't remember that. Okay. Um, next, they're doing yet another super film, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. It's a film based on basically the same exact 12-issue series written by Tom King, who, if you're into comics at all, Tom King has had a fantastic five to ten years. He has written some of the most critically acclaimed comics with any character. Batman, Supergirl, um... Uh, Mr. Miracle, I mean, you can name it. He's touched it and it's been freaking great. Anyway. Well, this one sounds great to me. The take yeah. on it where she's, uh, I think James Gunn said, like, you know, Superman's had it good, nice family, grown up well, and Supergirl's had, like, the shit end of the stick. <laughs> like, saw, like, a lot of tragedy, and she's going to be a little more, um, let's say, uh, uh, pessimistic or something, where he's more the optimist, she may be the pessimist, which, you well, know. Seems it's not that I want to see that, um, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I, it feels good. It feels like an interesting. I'm looking forward to that. It's not like the one from uh, the '80s. Oh God, that was with Helen Slater. Yeah. I will say though, it's kind of cool that Helen Slater played Supergirl's mom on the TV yeah, show. Yeah, it wasn't an accident. Well, yeah. And then Dean Game was her dad. Right. Anyway, it does sound interesting. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't read the Tom King run. As soon as they announced this, I'm like, I can't believe I haven't read this. I went to go buy it, but it was all sold out at Amazon. I think it was sold on on uh, digital. I'm like what? It was sold out on digital? No, 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 no. that's what I thought you were going to say. Like, no, I went to get. The, I actually went to go get. I want the paperback. I prefer the paperback still. But if it, basically, my rule is if I can get the paperback, I can. But if the if the digital is only like two bucks, I can't say no to that. Yeah, I just like reading it. I don't care. Well, I've got so many comics. I, digital and physical, it doesn't matter. It's going to go in a pile. <laughs> I will get to it eventually. All right. Not last, because I'm saving the best for last, but they also mentioned Swamp Thing. It's a film, a dark horror story, the origins of the monster. Now, there was a Swamp Thing movie in the 80s, starring, uh, well, co-starring Adrian Barbeau. Yep. Um, they actually, There was another film, I think, that had uh, Heather Locklear in it. I think they did redo a couple of them or something like that. And yeah. then I think they had a show for a little while. That they were going to do one that got canceled. 
Well, I think I they did six episodes and then I don't think they show about one of them and that was it. <laughs> um they, I mean they try to reboot this thing. I'm sure it's I mean, I don't really know much about Swamp Thing, but I know it's an interest it could be interesting. That's well, your your monster side. This is gonna be a horror movie almost. Yeah, well or so, a horror show or I can't remember. Did you say movie or was it a show? It's a movie. Okay. Very dark horror. Um what's interesting is okay, it was about a guy that was working with, you know, working in the swamp with these different things and there was this accident and it got in him and he kind of his consciousness merged with the plants blah 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 kind of hokey but then in the 80s alan moore fantastic book writer he elevated it and basically turned him hit the count yes his consciousness was i think alan moore pretty much elevates anything yes um basically his consciousness had gone into this into this vegetation but he became basically the the avatar of the green, which was everything right. vegetable, you know, any plant of the plant world. And he totally hooked up with poison ivy. <laughs> so, hey, you know, I'm all for it. They're, they're you know, they're going to, whether or not this is for me, I won't know until I see the trailer when it comes out years from now. But I like the fact that James Gunn already wants to kind of, st- you know, poke his head into horror. That's, I mean, yes, he came from the trauma films, the trauma films. He, I mean, he already did uh, that, you know, evil monster Superman movie anyway, where he produced uh, Bright something it's, or other. Yeah, it's not Superman, but I get it. Right, but it's not. Wink, wink, Superman, but come on. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is one of my personal favorites. So to hear that this is a passion project from James Gunn. Oh my God, if they do this right, it will be the best thing ever. Also, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it without making it a hard hour. I he don't says, think he's not against any of that. I don't think. Well, I mean, the fucking tro- look at the Joker movie. I mean, God, this would be hard hour. So they've announced a movie starring the authority who, unless you're a comic book geek, you probably have no idea who the hell the authority is. I'm assuming you have no idea, Joe. I have no idea. The Authority, so they're from Wildstorm Comics, which was absorbed into DC and was its own universe for years, and now they're part of the DC universe proper. When they were on their own as part of this Wildstorm universe, it was one of the best comics of all time. My personal favorite comic. It was created by Warren Ellis, and basically his pitch was, I want to do for comics, like, I want to do what I call wide stream comics and make comics that seem like you're watching a big screen movie. So it fits perfectly with basically everything that's happened. Marvel basically followed that template. So The Authority, um, Warren Ellis wrote it for the first 12 issues. And then he handed it off to another writer named Mark Millar, who created uh, Jupiter Circle. And Jupiter's Legacy. And remember that show that was on um, Netflix that we watched the first season and got canceled? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Superheroes? Yeah. But Mark Millar's created a lot. So the whole Mark Millar kind of took that idea and ran with it after the first 12 issues by Warren Ellis. And he did such a great job there basically doing uh, the authority in many ways is kind of almost like an analog to the Justice League. So we'll get to that in a sec. And then they took on analogs to many Marvel heroes. 
in the wild storm, you know, they were, they were different, but you kind of knew who they're talking about. Like that's definitely a Captain America character. And that's definitely Iron Man, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But Marvel caught wind of this and was like, Mark Millar is doing his thing. They brought him over and with the ultimate line of comics, had him do a comic book series called the ultimates, which the entire Avengers films have been based on. So Marvel was already pulling from this. Well, DC did it first, but they didn't get, they didn't make a movie about it first. So now 20 years later, almost DC films is going to do a movie with the very, one of the first, what they call widescreen comics. Now the authority, these are very modern superheroes. They consist of a woman named Shen who goes by Swift. That's her superhero name. She can grow wings and talons and she flies. You also have the engineer who replaced her blood with liquid nanites. So think of her as like a next generation Iron Man where she is the machine. She can make anything like her body. She becomes the machine and can create uh, weapons and stuff right out of her body and jets and everything. If Iron Man was merged with the Iron Man armor, that would be the engineer. That's her. Okay. You've got the doctor. He's kind of like the world shaman. He's a magician, but he, he, it's somewhat similar to Black Panther. He has connection to all the previous doctors before him and can talk to and commune with them. And basically, he, like I said, he is the shaman for the world. He's supposed to help the world into the next whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then you have Jack Hawksmore, who was as a young boy uh, taken in and genetically altered to be the perfect city dweller. What that means is he gets physically ill if he's not in a city. He has treads for feet. He can speak to cities and warn Ellis's beautifully twisted mind. Cities are all kind of sentient because of all the people within them. So Jack Hawksmore can talk to cities and he can transfer from city to city. Not quite teleportation, but he can move from city to city without it. You have to read it. It's really good. Okay. Who am I forgetting here? Jenny Sparks. She is the leader of the authority. She is what they call a century baby. Now they'll probably change this origin based because when the comics came out, it was in the nineties, the late nineties. In the Wildstorm universe, there were these all-powerful superhumans known as Sentry Babies, people that were born on January 1st, 1900. She was one of them. Her power was electricity control. She could control electricity. She could uh, she could control at basically the quantum level and use it as well. But she was also pretty much immortal. She kind of stopped aging somewhere around 30 years old and has been involved in many things throughout the years. But then in the comics, she actually died on when the year changed to 2000 because she was a century baby and that's how it works. They'll probably change that aspect because it's well past 2000 now, but they could, they could do all kinds of things with her. Now, am I forgetting anyone? Oh yes. Two big characters, a character called the Midnighter who was taken and genetically altered to basically have a massive supercomputer in his brain so he can go through simulations and anytime he goes to fight someone he's already gone through a different million permutations before a blow has been struck think of him as a he's he's basically a batman analog but 
gay. <laughs> okay. And more violent. Some would say Adam West and. Uh... <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, he is way more violent. Um, and it's hard to beat him in a hand to hand combat. Cause like I said, it's kind of like when Dr. Strange took that time and went through like so many million permutations and this is the only way to win. He can all do, he can do that in a split second with hand to hand combat. So it's hard to beat him. Got it. Um, at the same time when he was given his powers, so was, um, Apollo who is a Superman analog. He literally needs sunlight to be powered. Um, it's right. Okay. They're a couple. They're a gay couple. Um, okay. And I think that's a whole team. Now, the fact that these characters are who they are, that's one thing, but they're what, what made the comic so awesome is that they, they were much more, what's the word proactive when it came to being superheroes. Um, they dealt with incursions from other dimensions they dealt with the return of God to earth, which turned out to be this, this being that had left earth millions of years ago in a pyramid shaped spaceship. It sounds hokey, but it was basically God, it, at least the interpretation of God. It's fucked up, but it's amazing. They dealt with so many awesome things. They also dealt with a, an Island, uh, this rogue nation. that was basically if North Korea was building supermen, and sending him out to be terrorists, they dealt with that in the comic. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. So, so there's a lot going on. This is a whole different universe. Yes. How they're going to integrate that into the DCU, I don't know. But like I said, the comics, I can go on for hours, and I apologize. I've gone on as much as I have. But Well, I guess what I'm getting at, you've got this, is it like a mirror image of Justice League? Not exactly a mirror image. I mean, yes, there are a couple analogs when you talk about like um, – Midnighter and Apollo, but there's no one really like Jenny Sparks. I mean, yes, Swift flies, but there's no one really like. I mean, yes, like Engineer is somewhat similar to Iron Man, but not exactly. The, well, the Iron thing, Man's not in DC, so exactly. But they have smart guys too that wear armor and stuff. Oh man, well, it's Mister Terrific. Anyhow, that's not. Bad. The point is, eventually, the. Um, Event the I'm sorry, not the Avengers. The authority realizes why are we always just reacting to all these bad guys coming at us? And they decide we're going to be proactive. And they decide, hey, you shithole, you know, southeastern Asian country that's oppressing your people, uh, we're going to destroy your government and take over your. I mean, country. It sounds like the boys to me. But superheroes, remember, the boys hate. No, no, no. But the superheroes, like you can, they can, they have the same yes. thoughts, right? Like. Yes, but they're good. The authority is good. There's the, very clear on that. But they think they're good, right? Well, true. Good point. Well, I don't they're know. I'm just violent. asking you. Yes, <laughs> they, they think are and try to be altruistic. It is, but it's super violent, but it's... So I was looking them up on the, them, on Kindle, and they're expensive. I don't know. There's four books, I guess. Uh the Authority, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand two, book one and book two, twenty dollars for book one, thirty dollars for book two, digitally. I've I've got all the trades. I can lend them to you if you're ever interested. When I get to it, yeah, I get so much to read. But when you watch uh, season three of Daredevil, I'll read. Sounds those. like a plan, Joe. So I know I've gone on way too long, but it's. 
I don't know how they're going to do the authority if they do if I mean to do it justice, but they're violent. I mean, and- is it something that like that, like like the like once like Superman and Wonder Woman and them are all established, they would fight these guys, or is it a different universe, or is it? Well, I, that's the thing. I don't know how they're going to do it in the DCU because yes, in the comics they were part of their own universe. They did show up recently in the DCU. They did a comic called Superman and the Authority where he, um, like I said, the universe has been reborn a couple times since then. Superman was the leader of the Authority in the comics. He was awful, by the way, um, <laughs> because he's not the right character for it. Um, so I don't know where they're going to go with it. it. It could be a mirror. If done right, it could be kind of like a mirror kind of held up to superhero films like because we're at that point we're about 20 years in where someone kind of deconstructs what superhero movies are about and kind of holds up a mirror that kind of parodies but also makes commentary but isn't that what the boys is doing they are but amazon has money but as much as you and i love the boys i mean showing the commentary of it for sure but it's not they don't have warner brothers movie to throw this up on the big screen and kind of hold it tomorrow with you right so Well, it'd be interesting if he, if he, if this is a else world, else kind of thing, because he didn't like go through and label it, or did he say that these are all DCU at this point? Well, I think he that said list. going. He said they would clarify if anything is else worlds. They did not say that this was else worlds. My guess would bet they do an authority movie and do what I just said, where initially they take on you know superhero threats. But by the end of the movie, we realize we can take out whole countries if we want and be proactive. And I see them doing that and them scaring the world and then forcing people like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, whoever else, to react against that. What if there were an Accords, though? Like a Sokovia Accord. Sokovian? Shut up. We'll we'll see. So overall, do you think this is a good way to start? Bad way to start? Don't know. I think it's great. If you're going to clear the site, clear the site clean. But we don't but have also, to do that. So, well, there are some good things about the DCEU. Momoa's fantastic. I don't if know it's fine. We can start over. I'm good with that. We'll give them their due. Go. Right. I'm good with keeping and pruning some of the good parts. But for the most part, let's start over. Let's tell your stories. But also... It's clear that Gunn is very passionate about the things he's working on. And that not that passion will take you all the way. No, it's not. But it's not. But some of these are his passion projects. I mean, he's wanted to do a Superman movie for a while. As we, like I said, he already produced that. Uh, here's Superman. how I see it. I, I think, look, this could be a good start. If Superman sucks... He's done. Nothing else to get made. <laughs> right. I, I just don't. If, if Superman flops, I, I don't think a lot of things. I think, you know, this is all talk right now. You know, we went, I've lived through this. We've all lived over the last few years of the Star Wars saying, we're going to do this, this, and this. And, you know, nothing's, there hasn't been a movie in five fucking years or whatever. Um, my thing right. is everything, everything rides on Superman. If that's truly going to start this thing. And we have to love Superman. I think this is a good thing only because, again, I know you didn't love it. I love the Suicide Squad. 
And the fact that it included Starro was great for me because that showed that Gunn is a superhero, like an old school comic book fan. Yeah, but so they got to bring in it. the wider audience though, Michael. That's fine. That's fine. Peacemaker was way more entertaining. Again, more adult. I'm, I have faith in Gunn. We you know do. he can. Well, I well, do. No, no. No, no. You have faith in Gunn that he can produce for comic book fans. People that people over the last 20 years, the Marvel movies, you don't need to be a comic book fan. They brought everybody in. These were family movies that everybody got into. You cannot yeah. start this universe with fucking Waller. Ain't going to happen. Fine. But he proved he can do that. No, he proved he can make Galaxy a good. Movie. Yes. With Guardians of the Galaxy, he proved it. But that was because the we already had a few movies that got us into the Marvel system. Okay, so people were happy. There was great stuff. We Captain America. All the good stuff was there. If Captain America didn't work, fucking Avengers wasn't going to work. All right, right. So that that was the key. Because the first Avenger it says it right in the title. If nobody liked Captain America and it flopped, we don't know where we would have been. Fair enough. Su- Superman is the movie. If it does not capture the hearts and minds of the general audience. James Gunn will not be there after that. That's why, again, if you're using All-Star Superman as the basis, they shouldn't have a problem. They shouldn't. And I don't think he will, but I'm just saying that that it all rides on that. Everything else to me is is talk. He's the only thing he gave a date for. Uh, and if that date doesn't flow, fucking Matt Reeves might be taking this thing over. <laughs> you know, it's no coincidence that they're close to the same uh, release date, I think. Like, oh, Superman flat. Oh, we got Matt Reeves. We got Batman 2. We'll be fine. He's going to redo the universe based off Batman. But, you know, if shit goes bad. Oh, it's a great plan B. Yeah. And it puts pressure on uh, Gunn and Saffron to make sure they don't fuck it up. I mean, he says he's writing it, but he didn't say he was going to direct Superman. But I got to think the first thing out of the gate, he's got to direct this thing. Don't you think? I would think so. But as co-CEO of the films, maybe he doesn't have the time. Or does he like say, listen, Mr. Spielberg, let's do this together. Well, jeez, oh, if he gets Spielberg for that, God, is there? Well, you know what? Okay, we can go on for way too long on this. Sorry, we we missed the podcast, so let's we'll, we'll go a little older. Over. Well, Spielberg, Jewish American, right? Superman, created by Jewish American, Jew, yeah. If if there were, just got me thinking. If he could bag Spielberg to do his movie the way he wrote it. And bring Spielberg in to do an amazing Superman movie. Oh, get out of here. And all lines up, right? I mean, since it's legacy, are they going to pull the 77 John Williams score? Like, will that bring people in? Like John Williams, I don't know if he'll be alive in two years, sadly. No, no. Not him to rescore it. Like, pull the theme from the I think there'll be a legacy. They have to. I don't know if they have to, but. It'd be nice if they did, I should say. I mean, they could ask him to write the theme now. He says he's not retired. Um. He said I'm he's just heard from film scoring. No, he said he's not. He just said that a couple weeks ago. He goes, I'm going to uh, keep doing this. Yeah, look it up. Um, I, I thought he said that uh, The Fablemans was his last film score. Nope. He says he still wants to work. Um, uh, You know, listen, we've got a lot. We talked about a lot. I think it could be great. I'm not trying to poo-poo all this. I'm just saying that. The pressure is on Superman. You 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 cannot get into these nooks and crannies without a successful Superman. Right, you need a tentpole, right? 
for Marvel, yeah. it happened to be Iron Man. I actually think it was Captain America. Iron Man got it started, but I think the real tempo for the Avengers was oh, no, Captain no. America. Yeah. Because no. no. Yes. No. No. It, it's a conflict between Captain America and Iron Man, no question. But the MCU would not exist without Robert Downey Jr. Chris Evans wouldn't even get hired if Robert Downey Jr. didn't do it. Well, the first one did great. The second one was, did not do as great. He did fine. And then the, fine. the third one made a billion dollars. Well, yeah, but that was after the other stuff happened. It was after. Which the third Avengers. one's not that good either. It's okay. It's not that good, but it's it's fine. Point is, to me, Captain America, because that's that was the guy who took everybody through the Avengers, and that's why you know, the Avengers assemble, and you know, anyways, we know we've all seen that. Superman is that Captain America. He's the it's the hardest character to do. Captain America is the hardest character to do because he's a goody goody. We know that this Superman is going to be purely about optimism in a world that is not optimistic from what James Gunn said. He's going to be something that, that the world needs um, a true good, you know, not, you know, not, not dark, not down, not questioning, but he's, he's going to be the true optimist. Um, so I don't disagree. I mean, you're right. What we have before us is potential potential. can, can always be way better than the actual thing. Yeah. The, the key thing is, is they have to deliver. They have I to. don't disagree. They're going to have to deliver with Superman and they're going to have to deliver with Batman because it's going to be really hard to compete with the Matt Reeves Batman at this point. Yeah. But the new Batman has to fit. I think whatever the feeling is going to be for the DCEU, like they have to have an overall feeling like Marvel does. You can get, in a different genres, like, you know, like a little bit of horror, just like the Doctor Strange right. stuff. And, but it still has to feel whatever that DC tone's going to be, it has to be in there. So we don't need a dark Mac Reeves Batman if the Superman sets a tone and then this other Batman is a little different. You know, maybe this Batman's more like Deadpool y in terms of funny or something. Who knows? We don't know what that particular character is going to be. Um, I'm not saying quite as irreverent as Deadpool, but maybe he's a little different you know i don't know right. um uh, yeah i mean it, it, this all could be great i'm just looking at it from a star wars point of view in that y y it's all talk <laughs> you know until and it comes out yes. it, it's got to come out it's all talk and it's got to be good or something's got to be good because quite frankly star wars to me is still floundering you know doesn't still doesn't know us there's no announcements of any movies right we have no directors of anything we're another fucking year gone um, you know, right now, other than a couple of shows, I'm looking. You know, they're they're writing their future on the Mandalorian, which is a great show on TV. But like, you have nothing in the films, and exactly. I, I I think they're failing really for the investment that Disney put in. They you know it's not doing well, and we won't get into that the rest of the show. I'm just saying that DC's made a good move. They have an opportunity with Flashpoint to start over. So start over. And I think they're starting over with the right character. And I just hope James produces because I want to see great DC stuff because there's some great so characters in there. And I want to, and I really hope that between the two things that I think would be the best things right now, put the Superman legacy and the lanterns TV show. Those two things hit, especially the lanterns. I don't think people know what to do with that, but if it, if it pulls off a really cool thing, it can really, so if it can really be cool. If they do that well, they've won me over. Well, Superman as well. You have to get yeah. Superman right. You have to. You, have you can't to. get Superman right. I'm sorry. 
then it's done, right? They got to start over again. And then who knows, you know, we'll be 70 and like, maybe we'll have a. I get it. There are fans of the Schneiderverse and I admit yeah. Man of Steel is a fantastic sci-fi film. It's just not the best Superman film. No. I mean, people like the Schneiderverse because it's really all they had for those characters. Like, what are you going to do? You know? Go um, back and watch the original Donner Superman. That's very good. It holds up. I mean, it's a little campy now, but it, it's still it a good show. It's I think if you showed it to a younger young kid, they would like it, but maybe not one that this say somebody's never seen it, but they're like 25, 30 years old. They probably won't like it like we do. Yeah. You got to watch. You can show it to a kid that's like around 10-ish, but not. Yeah, like we were. 13. Same age we were. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But like a kid that's like 25 that's never seen it and watched it be like, eh. Mr. Lutor, they're not going to laugh at you. What is this shit? Anyways. All right. I think we've covered it all. Anything you, anything else on DC that you want to get off your chest before we hang this baby up? No, I just hope they don't fuck it up. (laughs) We've got time. (laughs) We won't know for two more years. So um, we shall find out there. So Michael ask or tell the people where they can tell us about their thoughts of the DC universe and uh, whatever they want to tell us. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Let us know. You can get to us and drop your thoughts on either Twitter or Instagram. We can find us at at Kybercast, or you can find us on Facebook, both a page and a group at the Kybercast. And if you'd like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Kybercast. But the best way to help out this show is to smash that subscribe button in your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we're in most of them, so check them out there. Leave a review. That helps us out, too. Uh, or tell a friend, number one. Tell a friend about the show. The more that listen, um, that really helps out the show tremendously. Uh, you can even send them to our website at kybercast.com. All episodes are streaming there as well. So we've covered a lot. We hope that DC makes it uh, because, you know, we're, 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 not, we're bipartisan between Marvel and, and DC. So that's, uh, hopefully it does well. So... Uh, until next week's episode. Now, we have an interview coming up soon, but it's not next week. Isn't it next week? Is it next week? I think so. Okay, so we won't know. We won't tell you who it is till it's done because, uh, you know. Because life happens. Life happens. It happened to me, and I feel horrible, but uh, we're going to make this happen. It's come hell or high water. So, exactly. until the next time, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.